sweat the technique. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Two in the books, one to go. Final hour of the big show. It is Barry, Joel, and Brian oh, as we continue so to roll on on a Tuesday edition of the Killer Bees. Uh, lots of good conversation to this point in the program. We're going to finish strong as well. BMAC was extremely happy with the fact that we have been getting a lot of interaction, including a phone call that we're about to go to from Juan. And all the board says is Barry's horrible. Hey, guys. I uh, love the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. But uh, Barry had a horrible take on the catcher. First of all, hitting is about repetition. It's about rhythm. And he, he didn't hit for two weeks. Of course he's going to be bad in the playoffs. And, yes, Maldi was hitting better. Hell, he has all the reps. He has all the reps. Of course he's going to run into some, you know, the – the sun shines on the dog's butt every once in a while, and guess what? It's shown on him all the time. So Diaz should have been Rookie of the Year. That's what drove me crazy about Dusty, is he would actually rest people when they got on a hot streak hitting. Um, it, it's rhythm. It's getting reps. And Diaz got none when it mattered. And so thank you, Dusty. Well, well thanks for the call. Yeah. Uh, you're also talking about Diaz, who, as I mentioned earlier, uh, hit two fourteen against lefties, six twenty OPS against lefties, and guess what? When you're a young cat uh, who struggles against lefties, and you've got a proven postseason veteran behind the dish to manage the top end of a rotation, battling to try to get to a World Series, are you not, Dusty's payroll? You're not running Yiner Diaz yeah, Dusty- out there, no. And I'm I'm just one of those cats that's not going to get into this dumb Astros Twitter mentality of, well, we've got to have Chaz all the time and Yiner all the time. And listen, sometimes it's about matchups, right? Like I said, I would have loved to have seen Yiner play against righties and Maldi play against lefties. But again, you have, with that. you have to think about, yeah, but so you're talking about a platoon catcher. We're not talking about, you know, Johnny Bench. I mean, the dude has played one season and he had a decent time of it at the plate. But if he's an everyday catcher for you facing righties and lefties, he's okay. But if he's only you facing think, righties, but he got he's better really with, good. With, to Juan's point, he got better against lefties with more repetition. He got to did the he? point. He did. He hit 214. Is that overall got better? Season, well, but how he bad started was getting he? better. Well, I mean, he was bad for a yeah, while. He was right? John Singleton bad. I but, get it. But then he started to get hot. And then you started to wonder if he got more at bats, if he got every day at bats, would the numbers change? Would he Because his power numbers were great. And his average wasn't bad. But when you look at it and say, well, what was Maldi giving you offensively? Absolutely nothing. And, and the problem mm. is that from Maldi's perspective, everything that you he you rested your hat on when you made the argument that Maldi should be your everyday catcher was out the window when he couldn't throw anybody out anymore. And whether it was the, the pitch oh, yeah. clock. Oh, no, balls. We talked about this uh, when, I, when I was filling in. The pop time doesn't compare. I mean, Yiner has a better pop time. The pass balls were off. Yeah, I get it. No, I, I, I totally get it, right? I mean, Maldi, I'm having flashbacks to Gary Sanchez in the playoffs. Like, oh, God, here, here this goes. But, but my point is, when you get into playoff situations and you get Justin Verlander on the mound and what Fromber are we going to get, and there's a lot of wild cards in this rotation, and we knew that going into the playoffs, what you don't want is a potential wild card behind the plate at the same time trying to manage the mentality and the psyche of these guys that you need to so, go out and perform. So Maldi handled Fromber in the playoffs? 
No, what I'm saying is I couldn't was imagine he, if it was Yiner behind the plate. It would have been worse. I don't know. Palmer was a disaster. I don't know. But, so what you're basically saying is they got to get another veteran catch. You want a veteran yes, catch? Yes. If, if this is not, I mean, look. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. Y'all are making it sound like I, I think Yiner Diaz is. No, no. Is you threw it out there. And you said you. you what I'm there, saying Steve is Smith calling him a jag. What I'm saying is he's he's good against righties. He's a good platoon catcher right now. I mean, but I, I do take slight issue with the thing that he can't hit lefties because specifically last year his splits against lefties were bad. But we're talking about 98 at bats. It's not a, a massive sample size. That's what I was saying. When he started to heat up, he deserved. I was I was out there adamantly saying the dude should be playing every day because every day Yiner you can find out what he could truly be as opposed to basically judging him off a of part time opportunities i mean they were his power numbers were so good they were trying to find other ways to get him on the field even though maldi was behind the dish so i'm not going to argue with his bat because i believe that his pop numbers and his power numbers were so had the potential to have the potential to be so good that you have to find a spot in the lineup for him and the problem that you're going to run into with the pitchers is that if maldi's back on this team no matter who the manager is, Verlander and Fromber are going to say that we want to throw to him, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a problem. Do you, do you think there's a reason they want to throw to him? But don't or do you, you think, think that, that Yiner just... can continue to work on the things that he doesn't do? Yeah, but but he doesn't work on that with Justin Verlander and Fromber Valdez. That's just not how. Dude, you're a pitcher. You know this better than anybody having this conversation right now. You you are comfortable with a guy behind the plate, whether he's got a, a little longer in the tooth. So are they, right? If if he's not had but the same. It. But the Mets did it with Verlander where you just start throwing with them in spring training. And by the time you get to the regular season, you know what you have and you can work on getting that chemistry. Yiner could get that chemistry with Fromber and with, with JV. Great. And and that's fine. If, the, if, if Yiner Diaz is the catcher of the future for the Astros, and I think he probably will be. Yeah, then, then, then you get that started. But as long as Martin Maldonado was here through the playoffs, I mean. Oh, it, there was no doubt that he was not going to start a game behind the dish in the playoffs. Every game this year, yeah, yeah we said it. My we point. said it on this that's show. The whole point that I've been making. But you just said going forward, you would trade Yiner and Chaz, yeah, Boy, for for a top end catcher. Let me pull up catcher stats for the year. Uh, yeah, I would to replace Maldonado with a a top end catcher, which is really hard to get but offensive you, production there, out there's of. A ton of people, including uh, uh, people. But I trade him for a top end center fielder too. Yiner is a top. Could be a top. He could be your top end catcher. He could ah. be your catcher of the future for a long, t- for many, many years. Okay, could be. I mean, you look at his his arm. You look at his pop times. He can get better behind the dish. But the one thing you can't teach because you can see Maldonado for this is he can hit. He can hit. He can hit for power. Mm-hmm. He can, he can against ob- against righties, which is the pitcher he's going to face most often. I mean, the, the, I don't know what percentage of major league pitchers are right-handers, but it's the majority. It's not like he's going to get two of bats because they can't play against the pitcher he's going to face most often. Yeah. Well, he had he had a 2 to 1 ratio of games that he played in right-handed versus left-handed. And he had 20 home runs against righties and 3 against lefties in 50 games versus 100. But again, it's a 98 98 98 at bat well, sample size. It's I mean, a tiny double. sample size. Yeah, double it. Double it. He gets 200 at bats. That's six home runs. You th- and he, no, but if the, he no, improves, we don't, he's going to get eight. He's going to get 10 versus the 20 from the other but, side. But, but, it's, My, but, Barry, it's also the same thing as saying his strike zone is going to get better, right? His, his, his selection of pitches. He's not going to be as wild chasing pitches when he sees he? more major league pitching. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be Alex Brinkman I mean, great. You, you, but you've got to believe it's going to improve with reps. You don't know that, though. I mean, you don't know that, That's though. True. You don't know what you don't know. I get it. Everybody but I thought think Singleton that, was going to get better. 
I mean, Altuve chases pitches. Yeah, but Altuve makes Pain contact. Altuve is like Pain Pain is Guerrero. You can bounce one, he's going to hit. I'm, all I'm saying is you, batters can be successful even if they're guys that chase more pitches than they should. There's all right, let's get Thomas in here before we go to break. Thomas wants to get in here on the conversation. What's up, Thomas? Yo, okay, this is crazy. Like, it's he was our seventh or eighth, sixth or seventh best hitter. He was uh, better defensively than Maldonado. Like, it, it, the, the smack talk on Yiner is, is outrageous, man. Like, it's a get out of here. He, he's, he has surpassed some of our, like, veterans. So, like, what are you going to get for – you're going to get a better defensive catcher that hits for less than average with a little bit better power? That's outrageous, getting a center fielder when you already have two center field options. Get out of here, man. That's, that's outrageous. I, I, I was so uh, – I don't know. That's, that's just silly talk right there. <laughs> There you go. Get out of here. Like, I still have 45 minutes left in the show. I'm not, you do. I'm not leaving yet. I don't, like, it, it's fine. I mean, I get it that people have been so protective. Did you say you wanted to trade C.J. Stroud? Of Yiner. No. No? I get it that people have been so protective of Yiner Diaz, and they should. He showed a ton of potential. Okay? Yeah, but most people a think he's one of the potential. best young up-and-coming catchers in the game. Uh, who? Go, go, go back and listen to the broadcast. I'm not, and, listen to, and, I, and I'm not saying he's not, but he's not a complete player. He's not. I mean, the fact that his splits are so lopsided, so lopsided. Well, but but it's that the, the difference is Maldi's aren't lopsided either way. Kyle Tucker, one of the and best you don't even right. No room for growth. Kyle Tucker is one of the best right fielders in the game. He can hit lefties and righties. Right, Jordan, one of the best pure hitters in the game, can hit lefties and righties. Altuve, same thing. Bregman, same thing. The the the, the great players on this team and on other teams can hit lefties and righties. He is played that, half a season. Is that Lee Rushman no great? Oh my God. It, Okay, I mean we're just no, no, but I, just, talking in a legit, circle at no, this legit, point. I know my point is, as you, you guys have crowned this dude as the next Johnny Bench, and he can't hit I'm lefties yet. Him, but I'm not willing to get rid of it. Okay, I'm not either. But for a better catcher, there are uh, newsflash. I hate to tell uh, everybody in catchers, this city. But- can I finish, B Mac? Please, bro. You cut me off a lot. In this city, I get it. You guys all love Yiner Diaz. There are better catchers in Major League Baseball than Yiner Diaz. And if you could trade him and Chaz McCormick for them, because your window for a World Series is about two to three more years. Mm-hmm. So you can run with a guy who's learning how to hit lefties, or you can go out and get a proven catcher who's a better hitter from both sides of the plate to make another run or two at a World Series before all these dudes get old and that window closes. Fair. Well, who's, who's, giving, who's giving up that catcher, though? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to look it up, but y'all keep arguing with me, so I have to stop. I'm trying to figure out who's a better hey buddy, catcher hey buddy, out there. I'm quarterbacking the show. I'm handing it <laughs> off, and I'm letting people talk. That's I what get I'm it. doing. Okay, that's what I'm supposed to do as the quarterback. <laughs> Just letting you know. All right, I'm trying to find catcher uh, by position stats. And, right, well, and we have a whole break to do that. We're going to take Got a break. It. We're going to come back with a whole lot more because there's more spirited discussion ahead. Believe me, I have no doubt you shouldn't either. It's the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. There we go. You're live in the hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Bees, and it truly, we're back with more of the Bees, and it truly is the Bees. It's Blank, Barry, and Brian. B-Mac. So you don't like B-Mac, but you put it in your Twitter. 
Well, to be fair, I didn't come up with my Twitter handle. Someone was someone where I used to work at was trying to convince me on to get on Twitter. So I told him if he'd set it up, then I would get on it. And he that's what he came uh, up with. Well, you could change it. I could change it, but I'm lazy. I don't. I haven't felt like it. You're like I've already. It's the brand now. I'm not changing <laughs> the brand. You, now you get it. Yeah. Don't you just want to hear B Mac go? Here's a guy when he runs, he goes faster. Boom! Right there. So this guy when he runs, he goes faster. Boom! Somebody said he sounded like Andrew Luck. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. There was a station I used to work at where I actually did a bit called General Luck, and I would voice Andrew Luck giving wartime reports from the 1800s. Oh, nice. That that is not a first-time occurrence. What what about if he chimed in and just went, waka, waka? (laughs) That would get too cartoonish. Hey, guys, you know what? We're the gift that keeps on giving. It's a Suspects reunion. It's also a chance for you to win some concert tickets, the best-selling American band of the 70s, one of the top-selling acts of all time. The Eagles are coming to Houston for the Long Goodbye Tour. Caller 5 right now, 713-385-0996, wins a pair of tickets to see the six-time Grammy Award winners at Toyota Center February the 16th. Tickets going on sale Friday, November the 3rd at LiveNation.com, but you have a chance to win them right now. Caller number five gets a chance to win the tickets. BMAC, is that phone number right? That don't sound right. Is is it the number that you gave me it says 713-385-0996? Sorry, that was copied and pasted from Courtney's email, but no, just the regular phone line. 713-780-3776. 713-780-3776. Now, because BMAC screwed up, we're going to go caller 10. Caller 10, 713. Caller number 40. 713-780-3776. Caller 10. You win tickets to see the Eagles. It's a pair of tickets. Don't get cocky. Two tickets to see the Eagles coming up in February. Good luck to you. Good luck. All right. So Barry says trade Yiner Diaz for a bowl of soup. I hate y'all so much. BMAC. It's so funny that you guys kind no, of like wedged, not you guys, but I, I mean, the callers and you kind of a little bit. I'm BMAC just, a lot. I'm just, I'm just refereeing. But y'all kind of pushed me into this defend Yiner leaving corner when that's not what my point was. All if I you did, can upgrade at the position, a, a significant upgrade at the position and move him, wouldn't you? I would. But I don't yes, know, I would. I don't understand. And I go back to my point of Rushman. And Moreno from Arizona. Well, I'm looking. I just pulled up because I didn't have time to go in and get all the splits and everything else. I just pulled up catchers and war for 2023 regular season. Yiner was 10th. Cal Raleigh, Ryan Jeffers, Wilson Contreras. I'm reading up to one. Okay. Uh, JT Romuto was six. William Contreras was five. Sean Murphy, four. Will Smith, three. Uh, Moreno, two. Uh, well, tied for one with Ad- Adley Rushman. And you're not getting Rushman from the. You're not getting Rushman. But my point is, if, you know, if there's a better catcher on the board, and you can upgrade because, again, all I'm thinking about is this World Series window. Altuve is getting older and longer in the tooth. Abreu isn't going to be around much longer. Bregman's getting a little older. I get it. He's not quite the same age as, as Altuve. And, yeah, you know, Tucker and Jordan are younger, but you're also getting thin in the rotation. You don't have a farm system like you used to when you sucked. There's just a finite window of being a dynasty. But when you talk about what you would have to do to go get some of those guys. Mm-hmm. If he's already 10th and there's room for improvement, and when you look at his numbers on his rookie season, mm-hmm. to be max point limited at bats, but just look at his numbers rookie season mm-hmm. and then just take the power numbers, him versus Rushman's rookie season in a year where Rushman won rookie of the year right? and it's turned into be the player he has and his power numbers are better. If you could get better at shortstop, better. would you trade Pena? 
I, I actually am not as big of a Pena fan as a lot of people. But, but I get. But, I but mean, my point now is he's under team control at a very reasonable yeah. price for several more years. Jeremy's of the school that he would already sign him to a long term, big money deal. Now, I, I'm completely out of that. But because I don't have to. But I, I think that it's unfair that everybody thinks and expects him to be the next Correa. He's not because he's an above average defensive player that gives you enough he's a good offensively. Player, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, but that's why I'm not willing to move on from him. The same reason why I'm not willing to trade Yiner Diaz because of the fact that I believe we don't know what his ceiling can be, but is there a chance he could be yes, like Adley absolutely. Rushman? Absolutely. absolutely. Or Moreno. Absolutely there is. Absolutely there is. But, but to your point, there's also a chance if he can't hit lefties that he's going to struggle offensively with the full body of work too. Yes. And but I'm I still saying, think that there's my so point much is, upside. I'm not willing to move my on. My point him. is if you could get a guy who hits lefties and righties is better at the plate than Diaz is right now to make your final push before you complete this dynasty and you, the wheels start falling off, would you do it? And yes, I would. Just like I would, I would take an upgrade at shortstop and I would take an upgrade at center field. Those are the three positions where you really, and you could probably say first base too, but it's, it's kind of unrealistic at this point. But all those guys that I just named are young enough where you could get a really good to great veteran as part of a trade at those three positions to get better to try to get back to the World See, Series I, next year I hear or the following two years. I just don't think you need to, at catcher or shortstop, I would focus on center field. Okay, thinking, fair enough. That one way or another, I can bring in a center fielder but we or took an outfielder. Out, I mean, you took out the top six, and this is how all this conversation yeah. started. Is you took out the top six? We were saying that was that was no, the I limit. One of those six would be trade. I, my, yeah, my the question cash was, crash it was would, would one of the top six? Be and traded? I just don't think you would trade any of the top six in this lineup. I just don't think you will. Okay. So my point was, and continues to be, and like I said, you kind of made oh, this more mean. of a I'm oh, saying trade Yiner. But the point was and is. If you can upgrade one of those positions that that's not of the top six, which is center field, shortstop, and catcher, would you? Yes, I absolutely would. Okay. To get better, sure. All right, I would. Fair enough. B Mac, are you done? Yeah, you can have the you can have the last word. No, I'm just asking if there's anything to add before we move on. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I was doing the thing with the listeners, so I could I, oh. I, don't, I don't want to weigh in on a conversation <laughs> I wasn't paying attention for the last three minutes. Oh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving away the tickets. What do you want me to do? Actually, I gave away the tickets. All you have to do is answer the damn wow. phone. Wow. Right. All right, we'll continue to roll. we got a half hour to go on the show, so there's plenty more to get to. If you missed it on the trade deadline, there weren't any big moves with the Texans because there were no moves with the Texans. There were several moves made across the NFL, including, I guess, somewhat of a fire sale in Washington on the defensive side of the football. No one saw that coming. They saw more of the Broncos being a team that might unload, that the Raiders might unload. But when you talk about the fact that Sweat and Young were both traded off that defensive line from Washington for draft picks, it looks like Washington was the team now led by a group with Magic Johnson that might be pressing the reset button and looking to clean a little house and do things a little differently. They've got a quarterback in Sam Howell that they're going to continue to work with. Now maybe they're looking to reset the deck across the board if you're the commanders, maybe even changing the name. Yeah, I was. you know what? I mean, after his, his comments... Um, are you, were you surprised Taylor wasn't moved or maybe he asked, they just couldn't figure it out. I mean, there's a, it seems like it feels like that, that whole team is kind of disgruntled and upset and angry. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Ron Revere is probably not long for the job. Yeah. I think that when they look at the mistakes of the previous regime and now with new ownership, they're looking for a fresh start. 
And I think that might mean getting their type players in there, their their type coach in there and doing things completely differently. Because, look, Magic was even critical, and he's a basketball guy, but he knows sports enough to know that what he saw with this team was not impressive, was not a team that was operating and functional like a well-oiled machine should be running in the NFL. So I think this is probably more so than Sean Payton and and the rumors that they were going to completely press the reset, hopefully get a top pick for a quarterback, move on from Russell Wilson, unload a lot of the veterans, which we saw with Clark and some of the other guys Mm -hmm. that they got rid of, that they could have done more, they didn't. But I don't think anybody saw that Washington was going to quickly trade two of their best defensive linemen and basically give them away for little to nothing. They got some decent picks, but at the same time, when you look at where Young was drafted as opposed to what they got for him, could they have gotten more? I don't know because he's yeah. been injured. By the way, I said Taylor. I meant Jonathan Allen. My bad. I said yeah. the wrong name. And, and a lot of guys right, have been disgruntled there. You're right. Yeah, and, and I... I don't know. You look at the rest of that division and you're like, wow, is Sam Howe competing with, you know, I mean, Daniel Jones is a whole different thing. I don't, but it, Sam Howe's looked pretty good. Yeah, but in that division with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, he's not, you know. Could he, but it's, is it unrealistic to say he could be Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott's numbers aren't that impressive, especially when you look at can he play in big time moments? Yeah. Uh, Jalen's a different conversation. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, do you feel like how There's a guy that was going to be favored for the Heisman and was rumored to be the number one overall pick in the draft going how? into his final year at Carolina, yeah. and then he just didn't he underperformed at Carolina. He went like, but they got him lower in the draft. But it looks like he has starting quarterback caliber talent for a, for a team that sorely needs some kind of answer at quarterback. Yeah, he's had some he's had some good games. He's had some stinkers, um, but he's you know he's young yeah. um, and he's learning the position, but. I guess you're going to find out. It's just weird that they would have so much, you know, issues. And you felt like, I mean, just watching them sometimes, it was like, okay, you know what? Washington might be kind of close of being a threat in the division. A couple of players here or there. But I guess they just felt like it was the opposite. And uh, because they, what, started 2-0? and Yeah, but they, you know, but they've I mean, got, they've got talent teams, on the but, offensive yeah. side of the football. It's just a matter of getting the right guys to kind of run things and, and, you know, and and now finally getting an owner to stay out of meddling mm. so that, you know, because we heard about Dan Snyder coming in and basically crumpling up the paper with who the, the football side said they should pick. Right. And then picking, taking guys that just didn't pan out. Yeah, just because their names are sexy names. And, and uh, I, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I, this was kind of an unremarkable trade deadline, which is usually the case in the NFL. Last couple of years, it's been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's this is usually about what you can expect from the NFL. You look at baseball and basketball and say there's yeah. always some exciting yes. things that happen. Football never, it's never really been the case. It's actually kind of refreshing that football had a multitude of moves today. That that it was at least somewhat interesting to watch what was going on. Although we had a, we had talked about it earlier in the week. What's the biggest name we think could be moved at the deadline? I said Devontae Adams. And then based on what happened Monday night, I thought there was wow, a real chance. That's a good call. And he just sat. You know, there were a lot of guys that were rumored to go, like uh, the running back in Tennessee, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah. Thought Derrick Henry could go. Yeah. So there were big names that were rumored that didn't go, but then the team that we didn't think was going to be a fire sale became a fire sale in Washington. I thought that the, overall the NFL trade deadline was at least interesting this year. You mean it was going to be? No, I thought it was. Th- there was enough moves made, at least, that it was interesting. Oh, eh, it just didn't feel sexy okay. enough. You kind of want to splash, right? You want to go again, huh? 
No, I kind of wanted enough of Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I I just would thought there would have been like a sexier, yeah. better splash, especially for teams that you feel like might be close. Yeah. You know, uh, Adams could have been a game changer for a lot of teams that Absolutely. needed a receiver, right? Derrick Henry could have been a game changer for teams that need a running game to be better. Absolutely. All right, we got a lot to go in a 30-minute window or less now to get to it, so we got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish up with the final half hour of the show. It is the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 925 FM. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We're your daddy. You was a toilet baby. Tiff just popped down like a little old turd, just right down in a bowl. Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, back for the final eh, 22 or three minutes or so. Is this of, one segment or two left? A very spirited show. We have two segments left, Barry. Okay. What I don't part know. Part of the clock, I'm not used you to understand. I'm not used to cadillac it. Oh, and just... you get breaks. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, you potty break for like five minutes. One. That's a in break. A, in well, a three-hour show, if See, I take it. Barry, if I've taught you anything about the radio business, <laughs> integrity yes, is please. the key, right? Oh, you you're going to take breaks to talk about BetterHelp.com and Simply Safe and all the classic You just said that you don't sponsors. get breaks on your show and yeah. then just basically admitted you take a five-minute potty break. Okay, one in three hours. You guys are taking, what, three minutes oh, every 20? One. You get almost 10 minutes off an hour. You guys are Cadillac over here. Do you see cats here. around here that ah! we can just throw away segments I mean, on? Sorry I, we don't just pee on ourselves going down the road like yeah. you, Barry. How about that? I mean, look, I do I do get to take shots and do it in my drawers if I want to. So that's the advantage yeah, of doing it. you went to the, the A.J. Show. Hoffman School of Radio. No, nah, oh, what, the shots or the drawers? Uh, both. <laughs> Has he, he never did a show in his underwear, did he? Would you put it past him? No, I definitely would not. All right, there you go. Did I say integrity in A.J. Hoffman? I don't know how you manage that. I don't think you did. Hey, real quick. Um, can I just, I have a. Shout out to the Vegas big ass. I <laughs> I need your advice. Oh, well, let me hear. Today on Dr. Phil, <laughs> Barry needs advice so, on life. As you know, I was in Chicago last week mm-hmm. and just too many awful things happened to even begin to to talk about it right okay um everybody there is rude i mean rude they just more so than new york and i asked oh yeah i disagree 100 percent. well see my one trip to new york uh it was on business a long time ago and we were gonna go catch a yankee game and we got lost on the subway and we were taking the wrong route and this guy was like where are y'all going and we were like, we're trying to get to Yankee Stadium. He goes, follow me. And he gets off the train he was on, headed to where he was going. It gets us on the train, takes us to like two more stops, and then says, take this train and it's going to stop at Yankee Stadium. And then leaves. That ain't happening in Chicago. They would take your wallet, but they're well, not taking you to the right train. You're like the blind squirrel that found a nut anyway. I like mean, In New maybe. York, more times than not, they're going to lead you to a dark alley with no protection. But I asked, so I was like, why are you guys so rude up here in Chicago? And he was like, well, we're just always on edge. You just like I think that's more New York than Chicago. Oh no, not my experience. Okay. Um, anyways, I'm we were me and the guy I was traveling with. His name is Dustin Sims. We were in Chicago doing a, a show. We had four shows over two days. And Saturday we were trying to find something to do. And 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 one of the deckheads on the show said, "Hey, you got to go try an Italian beef sandwich wet." No, 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 <laughs> no. Just carry on. 
So, yeah, they said get an Italian beef wet. No. And uh, so I was like, okay, so we found a spot downtown. You're just trying so hard. I'm doing my best, (laughs) man. I'm biting my tongue right now. (laughs) So we found a spot downtown, and then there was like a cigar bar we were going to go to and just have a cigar and hang out. And and parking down, not a cigar. Oh, no, absolutely not. And Chicago parking is awful. Traffic is terrible. Parking is awful. So we had parked on the street right in front of the restaurant. It was Al's Beef, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Okay. See, I should have known. This better. is your story. I'm just going along with it. <laughs> so we parked in front of Al's Beef, paid for parking, right? And you get like three hours and it's good anywhere around the city. And then we go to the cigar spot down the street. I park. I'm like, well, I got a little bit of time. I'll pop on the internet and extend it. I forget. I forget to pop on and extend it. I got a parking ticket in Chicago. Now, I know these jerks see the Texas plates. You know that they, well, that's right. You didn't Uber or anything. It was your no, car. No, I drove to Chicago. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, oh, I've used, they see the Texas plates. They know I'm from out of state, out of town. I'm just there. I'm a big, dumb Texan. Why would you give me the parking ticket? Okay? So I get the parking. Well, I was nervous because I was like, when we were walking back, I was like, oh, crud. I, I forgot to pay for parking. I hope the car's still there. Because we were talking to some cops, and they were like, yeah, they'll boot you. They'll, they'll boot tow you. Yeah. you. They don't play in Chicago. We get there. Car's there. Not booted. Not towed. Tickets on the dash, seventy bucks, seventy dollar parking ticket. Wow! And I was talking to some, one of the locals. We went and had drinks after our shows on Saturday night, and she was like, uh, "Yeah, just don't pay it. You're from out of town. They'll just dismiss it eventually." So the question is, do I pay it or do I not pay it? Because the chances are, if I ever go back to Chicago, I'm not driving again. I'm flying. Man. Do I pay the parking ticket, Joel, or do I just go, nah. This is kind of like a jury duty discussion, too, right? <sighs> no, I mean, I guess. Because in jury duty, you can say, oh, I never got to the house. I mean, I got the parking ticket. Yeah. It was on the windshield. You know what I mean? And apparently they have dudes with cameras watching you. And they watch you leave your car. And if you don't go to the meter and pay, then they're like, oh, well, we're going to keep an eye on this one. And that's what really? they did. Yeah, because I guess my parking expired at like one thirty, and at one fifty, I got the ticket. It was like not even like an hour later. It was within the half hour. I mean, I would investigate like it, you don't lose points or get any kind of penalty for not paying. Well, it's not a moving violation, so it shouldn't be, right? I mean, not against my I mean, insurance. I don't know how state to state that works, but if you just don't unpaid parking ticket, I don't think they're going to send out a warrant for your arrest or anything. I would hope. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't want to go back to Chicago, begin off the plane, and their SWAT team, and well, I mean, Chicago PD. And first of all, you know I know I mean? you're a big deal, but I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to know you're coming and get off the plane and be waiting for you. But at the same time, you didn't, like, try and murder someone. You just didn't pay your, your meter. Yeah, 70 bucks. That's excessive, that's right? That's a big-time ticket. Yeah. For a, So, anyways, I didn't tell my wife. She doesn't know. Uh, okay, she's out of the car. Good. I waited. You looked at the clock. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. she might be listening. No, she's out of the car. That's fine. See, I don't have to worry about it because she never listens. <laughs> and most of the time she's working when I am, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to not pay it. I think that's probably, I, I think I'd probably go along with you on that one. And then just not drive next time I go to Chicago. Which or if probably I do, a smart move anyway, or if I do, just call. That's a hellacious drive. Yeah, it's terrible. But if I do, just call and be like, hey. Uh, I feel like I had a parking ticket that I forgot to pay. Should I pay it? And then see what they say. Let's go they payyourparkingticket.com. Rhett is on the phone right now. He says you should pay the ticket. Rhett, what's up? Uh-oh. Oh, hey, guys. All right. Look, I'm 
uh, lifelong Grady scenario uh, guy, but uh, I actually spent nine months in Chicago in 2017. Within 24 hours of getting there on a desolate street, um, I got a parking ticket. By the nine months I was there, I got three parking tickets, and my vehicle got towed once. Okay, let me tell you, I, I thought the same thing here. Yeah, here, let me tell you, because I first paid, I did total BS, but you got to say how they run their city. That's why everybody's leaving. But if you don't pay it, two things. They, they send it out to a company, but also when you look to renew your Texas state license, it will have a hold on it. So, yeah, it sucks. So you've oh. got to pay it or you're going to pay it, and it's, it's just going to get higher and higher in the fees. So, unfortunately, my advice to you is, unfortunately, you should pay it. Dang. Great advice from yeah. Appreciate that, uh, Rhett. Rhett. That's awesome, much. man. That helps you because there's your final answer. Yeah. Hey, Joe, can I get a? Can I borrow some money? Oh. Can I borrow seventy dollars? No. I'll I'll pay you back. Yeah, right. Eventually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Damn. That's that's unnerving. They could put a hold on your license in another state. See, that's what I was saying. What happened to independent states? Right. Like this is this. I don't. Are we going to go into a small government rant now? Yeah, I was going to. And I was like, you know what? I'm not this qualified not for that. For That's when you only take one <laughs> break for potty nah, in the show. And, I'm just not and, qualified for a uh, uh, political debate. I don't know. I'm, out, I'm out of my league. So. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, when you take a side in a political debate on radio, thanks. it's a no-win situation. Because either way, you're offending 50% of your audience that you're going to have to fight. To I don't know. Back. You seem pretty comfortable taking the unpopular side of the Yonder Diaz debate. I think you're ready for it. I'm just using guidance that we've gotten in a past life back at Barry one more time. That's right. The uh, only difference is that the door didn't open and you didn't get that advice during a break. Right. A potty break. Uh, WJ on Twitter said, Barry, did you drink any Malort? Is it from Chicago? Is that where that's yeah. from? Yeah. I think, remember when the, the Blitz used to yeah, do the Yeah, I've had stuff. some before, yeah. but no, I didn't drink it there because I had a choice. Big and thing why would Chicago I? Bars, yeah, why sure. would I do that? No, absolutely not. There you go. All right, we're going to catch a break. Get drink the last White Claw the like show. a man. I thought you drank mouthwash. What? No. I, is that? Never mind. Uh, we got one statement to go on the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll wrap it up next. It's the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, 92.5 FM. ESPN 975 and 92.5, home of Odin Finch. Odin Finch. I'm Odin Finch. Houston, you're live in the hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Back final segment of the show. We're going to have the car wreck of the day. If you have nominations, as we always do, we want to hear from you. You can text them, tweet them, call them in. We'll get them in if you get them to us in the next three or four minutes. So get them in quickly uh, and we will see what the nominations are before we choose our car wreck of the day. And it, no, it cannot be Barry Laminek. So, well, why why would I be the wreck? Because you said you told the whole world that we should trade Yiner Diaz. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna rope me into you guys in your conversation, then I want to rope you in and say this was all you're doing, and this is why you belong with a permanent man. Y'all need to change. Y'all need to change the name bullet. of this what show. Was the last from, one you had from the Killer Bees to uh, Taken Out of Context. What was your last take? That <laughs> That's what the up- show should be called. Um, eighty percent. It went from forty to eighty percent. No, the caller took it to eighty. The caller took. It to I 80%. had it under fifty. It was like, was it? Um, I don't remember. You shouldn't. Oh, when Stroud start game one, 
over oh, Davis right, Mills. Right, 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 I said there was right, like a forty percent chance yeah. that he wouldn't. And the caller said no, eighty percent he would. And I was like, hey, let's back that off. And Chief. then I said Barry said eighty percent. Yeah, and then yeah, again, not again. <sighs> this has been fun though, man. I it's appreciate a lot you having of fun. me it's back. It's always yeah, fun. Thanks I mean, for having the, me back. The fact that they say that. You know, some things just come naturally. Well, the suspects come pretty naturally. So it's a lot of fun. So if you guys got car wreck of the day, get them to us. Um, Did you watch the World Series last night? Uh, I didn't because I didn't get home until late driving back from Chicago. And then, you know, wanted to spend some time with the wife because I'm actually leaving for St. Louis on Thursday. So it's just been, no, I didn't watch any sports. It was all about, you know, spending time with Nora and before I get back back on the road again. So it's been a great series. Dude. Every time I want to count the Diamondbacks out. I mean, literally on my show, I was like, well, this is over, right? Philly's, Philly's, Philly's going to the World Series. This is unbelievable, this team. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, but the problem is, is game one is going to stick in my craw for a long time. Why? Because game one, I had the Diamondbacks. I, I fell asleep in the ninth inning when they were up two. Oh, and to find yeah. out that the Garcia home run did them in, in the 11th. You went, to, you went to bed in a much better world. I right. did, and I woke up really disgusted. Because that's the other thing. How can these people come in and say that you should be rooting for the Rangers now? Who's saying that? Oh my Ranger fans? Oh, there's, there's unfortunately quite a few. Ranger fans. Clint Sterner. It's cert- well, what? Yeah. Well, our boy okay. Sean Salisbury. There's my car Twitter account. The, the Sean Salisbury Show. <laughs> what? Yeah. I They're be- all saying root for the Rangers? Listen, I love Sean. Sean, he's great. Uh, uh, no. Absolutely not. I can't. Absolutely not. I can't put myself up to doing it. So last night. This isn't college, right? Where you're like, oh, I just hope one. I mean, even then, I'm, you know, I grew up an Aggie fan. There's no way I would be like, I hope the Longhorns make the the, college football playoff. See, that's where I make that analogy too, right? That's like you can't root for the Rangers. Just like you can't root if you're an Aggie, you don't root for the Horns and vice versa. Just like, you know, Texans don't root for Cowboys. You know, it's. Yeah. You know what? Like in basketball. Um, if the Spurs, I don't mind that. I don't. I've never hated the Spurs. There's just never been. Well, but I it's, did it's, because they I, were well, in you the did. division. I worked yeah, for the Rockets, but I've never hated the Spurs. The Mavs, I could whatever. But like, if you were like, well, you know, root for the Jazz because they're in the division or whatever, I'd be like, oh hell no. And so no, I mean, this is just this is a rivalry. This is a team that just because they're in the same state as you doesn't mean. I promise you, Mets fans. Ain't rooting for the right. Yankees. Good call. Yankees fans ain't rooting for Mets. Fans. A great call. Jets and Giants. You know what I mean? A's and 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 Giants, uh, Giants or yeah. Giants and Dodgers. Hey, they're in the same state. So no, that's a, that's a, as much as I love all those guys, well, except for a couple. That's a ridiculous argument. All no, right, Mac. Let's get to the car wreck of the day. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, you heard the man. Brought to you by our good friends at the Hollingsworth Law Firm, where you know already where you need to go if you're in a car wreck, because the Hollingsworth Law Firm specializes in car wrecks and getting you what you deserve and doing so where you don't pay unless you win that's fantastic so that's the hollingsworth law firm so bmac you will you'll start us off today because you said you had one because really it was kind of a slow day in sports and otherwise where normally there's like three or four that stand out to me and nothing really came to mind yeah my non-barry laminac car wreck of the day were was the las vegas raiders and specifically Devontae mm. adams just 
or Jimmy Garoppolo. Pick, take your pick other than Josh Jacobs, who was pretty good last night. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a disaster. Devontae Adams is unfortunately finishing the last year of his, of his prime, just completely misused. So, uh, what was it? Did you guys see the social media post where they actually read his lips when Adams threw the helmet and sat on the bench? No, I didn't see it. And I think he was crushing Jimmy G. I mean, how could you not? I mean, yeah. that you, you saw, I know you, you were probably, you might have watched some of the World Series, but did you see that wide open pass that Jimmy G overthrew Devontae by oh, everybody was yards? screaming about it. Yeah, yeah it's just. I mean, you kind of feel bad for Devontae, but obviously he wanted to get the bag and play with pay, his college man. teammate for a year. But, yeah, the uh, car wreck has to be the Lo- Las Vegas Raiders. I, I, I think that's a very good one. I, I think that that definitely is. I can't I really. Normally, I can't. Was there anything? I'm going to go uh, Adolis Garcia out for game four. Oh, he is. Yeah. I, he, I heard he, last you saw I heard him he was up on the swing. Yeah. And it looked like, I mean, as an Astros fan, we already had too much experience with Adolis. He didn't hurt himself with his home run trot. <laughs> Well, he is not in the lineup for game four, and that's big because there has been nobody hotter in the postseason than Adolis Garcia. He has, dare I say, carried that Rangers team. Uh, What, he had like the most RBIs? 15 RBI in the the ALCS. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy the numbers he's putting up. And, And yeah, as an Astros fan, I don't like the dude, but as a baseball fan, it's fun to watch as an individual. I mean, I'm not rooting for him or rooting for the Rangers but that would be my car wreck. Uh, Adolis Garcia I, not in the go, lineup for game I'm going to go, and I'm going to put the cart in front of the horse a little bit. My car wreck of the day is going to be the people over the age of 16 that are going to go trick-or-treating tonight, <laughs> have nice. barely a costume on, and want all your candy. Nice. Yeah. I think that that definitely so, so deserves... So someone over this age of 16 knocks on your door, are you going to refuse them candy? Absolutely. Oh, they get grilled for me? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and, and if they don't have a legit costume... Bro, you show up with whiskers, get out. Like, no. These guys bring in these CVS bags that they ran and grabbed from the self-check. Get scrammed. And they just walk it. up and go, some of them don't even say trick or treat. And you're like, what's your yeah. costume? What are you, displaced teenagers? You know the other one? I ain't gonna lie. The other one that really makes me mad is when people that don't live in your neighborhood drive to your neighborhood to oh. trick or treat. Happens to, happens to I, us that's all why the I save, time. I, I save the apples and um, I give them broccoli. No, I don't know. I don't, we don't, we don't do that. I, I turn the lights off. You know why? Bleep them oh, kids. you're that guy? Yeah, kids are dumb. You don't even give out candy? Kids are stupid. Yep, kids are stupid. Oh, egg his house. <laughs> Keep your address out right now so they can egg your house. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. No. Car wreck of the day, by the way, brought to you by the Hollingsworth Law Firm. We tell you all the time, if you're in a car wreck, there's only one place to go. It is carwrecktexas.com. You can get the Hollingsworth Law Firm, and they're the only place that you should go to to help you because you don't pay unless you win. And it is my great pleasure and honor to say thank you once again to my dear friend, Barry Lamont. Dude, thanks for having me, for real. Always great to have yeah, you in so much and fun. doing what we do and seem to do best. And, Brian, always great to have you behind the glass. Good job, B-Mac, even though your takes are stupid. Joe's going to be back tomorrow. Joe's going to be hosting along with me, and we're going to take you through another three to six. But until then, you guys have a great night. Coming up next, it would be Patrick Creighton, right? And we love to hear PC on the airwaves. B-Mac, you doing it with him? That'll be Josh Chavans. Oh, Josh Chevy. Leading up to the World Series. And PC will lead you up through seven, and then the World Series will take you home from there. We'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Have a great night. It's a Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Penguin goalie Peter Scudra says, Hey, try not to shoot that puck up my pooper. I'll shoot the puck anywhere I want. And if that happens to be in your pooper, so be it. <laughs>